If you've got your Bible, I want to share a few things uh, with you that will help you when we begin uh, to minister some more through the laying on of hands for anyone who has sickness or disease or injury uh, in their body. And let me, let me just make this point. I know Pastor Allen made mention of this this morning, and it was stirring in my own heart uh, at, the, at that very moment um, as well. But people oftentimes get used to and get comfortable with living with conditions that don't, you know, they don't affect them terminally. They're not going to take their life out, but they're a real annoyance. But you get comfortable with it. You just kind of get used to it, and you just kind of let it be there, and you learn to live with it. And I want you to know the Lord is not only able, but also willing to deal with anything. Okay? The smallest thing in your life that's a problem, whether it's costing you or just hampering you in some way, those things are, are easy. In fact, the truth is Jesus died for the little things too. He took stripes on his back so he could be healed of the little things, mm-hmm. things that you can live with. Someone said, oh, I don't want to bother with that. What do you mean bother? You're going to bother God? <laughs> is he really just so limited in his mental capacity? that your small thing is a bother to him no i believe i believe we're living in a time and uh, i don't mean this couldn't happen at any time um we're living in a time we're going to see more and more of things that aren't life-threatening Amen. i mean thank god for a saved life i mean yeah. raise someone up who's not going to make it those are easy but I'm telling you, also easy with the Lord is, I mean, you name it. People get all kind. Of, people get surgeries for all kinds of things that aren't life threatening. And could the Lord just bless someone? Doesn't He do that? Amen. Couldn't He just bless someone? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, uh, a gentleman who was here ministering here uh, a couple months ago, I remember him telling the story of the time when he was going bald. And he was in his 20s, early 20s, and everyone else in his family, all the men, went bald very early, and he was not happy about it. <laughs> How many know you can live bald? I mean, in the big picture, not a really a big deal. Not going to affect the plan of God for your life. <laughs> but he didn't like it. And he was young, and all of a sudden, you know, in the shower, and hair coming out galore. So he decided... I'm going to believe God for hair. Amen. Now, some might think, oh, you know, people are suffering with cancer and people got serious problems. And you're going to spend all your time believing for hair? Well, that's what he wanted. Is the Lord interested in it? Yes. Well, he made hair, <laughs> knows how. And if something is just a blessing to us, it would just be nice. I would just like it more. I say, go for it. Let's believe God and, and the, let the Lord bless you with that. Say, so what happened? He got it. And he started believing God and using, like we taught this morning, using the power of his mouth, of his words, and just started declaring to his head over and over and over and over again, calling, telling his hair to grow. And he said, oh, uh, I don't know exactly how long that process was, but it wasn't too long. 
and all of a sudden his hair started growing in it was you know white blonde blonde like it was when he was real little oftentimes most of us our hair changes uh, color as we age uh, I was very blonde look at my kids that's the way mine was uh, not that way anymore but he said that's the way his came back in and then it gradually and then it changed back into the color it is now but God will deal with anything already has little small so I don't that doesn't really matter to me hey if, if there's something that you're interested in let's believe God and get it tonight yes, amen. amen get it big little where'd I tell you to turn where am I going to tell you to turn? No. Anybody else? <laughs> See who's spiritual here? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you get one guess. Let's go to first... Corinthians. Come on, you got to be a risk taker. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Praise the Lord. Verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 1. Paul writing here to this church said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God, why would he be saying this? Well, this is in context with the first chapter. They were highly reliant upon man, human and human wisdom and so forth. He said, that's not the way I came to you. He said in verse 2, I, for I determined not to know anything ex- among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. In other words, his focus is on the supernatural redemption that the Lord has provided. He's not trying to dazzle them and trying to show them how smart he is and, and everything he knows. And the guy knew some stuff. He said, but I came to you uh, just talking to you about the resurrection, about Jesus, about him crucified, talking to you about redemption, what the Lord had done for you. He said in verse 3, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. Why, 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 why would he say something like that? Well, basically he's describing uh, what he probably typically wouldn't because he's making a point with them that this is the way he was in the flesh. This is the way he was naturally. The way he was naturally was not really the issue, but he's saying, hey, this is the way I am on the outside, but I'm not coming to you that way. I'm not coming to you based on my own weakness and fear and trembling and the way I feel at times in the flesh. I'm coming to you on a greater basis than that. I'm coming to you based on Jesus and him crucified. He said in verse 4, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but, what were they coming with? He said, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. He said, when I came to you, it wasn't about what all man's wisdom, it wasn't about me. Naturally, I come in weakness and fear and trembling. But I'm not talking to you about that. I came to you with the power of God. I came to you with a demonstration of the Spirit. 
And what was the end result in that? What was the purpose? Because you, you can read through Paul's ministry. And just as a side note to this, uh, you read in the book of Acts. And we have a handful of occasions, some situations where Paul uh, moved in the miraculous realm. People were raised up where there were some healings. But we don't have great detail of it. In fact, when it comes to the Corinthian church, we don't have any examples of, of what happened there. But we can see from his writing that when he went there, he moved in power. And that was a normal part of his ministry ought to be a normal part of ministry today around the globe, okay? Not just a matter of words, but words that are backed up with demonstration of God, all right? I would just have a difficult time. If I were, uh, if I were not pastoring a church or serving on a, a ministry staff of some kind, and I were, you know, working a job and attending a church like most people do and, you know, helping out, I would have a difficult time being a part of a church that didn't have miracles, that would bother me, okay? Not that I would judge their, those who are there and say they don't love God. That's not the issue. I just want a New Testament example, Amen. okay? And if someone is just preaching the gospel, but they're leaving out the miracle part, the demonstration of the Spirit and power, I'm wondering what's going on here. Are we, am I simply hearing about human wisdom? Am I simply hearing someone who studied hard and had some creativity and put it together? I mean, there's some value in knowledge, don't get me wrong. But that's not the gospel that Paul preached. There has to be a manifestation of God that backs up the word that is preached. If not, we train people that God is powerless, even though we say otherwise, even though we sing otherwise. We'll talk about God can do anything. All things are possible with Him. I believe in prayer. And we'll say all these things, but if we never have it and never see it, man, what, what's up with that? And people have become accustomed to hearing that God is great and God can do great things, but don't ever see anything happen. You can't tell me that doesn't affect a person. It affects us to really basically expect nothing. And people have become satisfied with church and with religiosity and coming. And what's church about? Come, sing a, few, sing a little bit, sit, listen, leave. Paul didn't preach that way. I come to you. No, it wasn't about that. He said, I preached a simple message about Jesus. And I came with a demonstration of the Spirit. God moved and confirmed the word with signs following. That's the way the church is supposed to operate today. Amen. And you and I can expect it in our personal lives. Expect the power of God. Expect a demonstration of His Spirit. Verse 5 he said, he said, now this is just another verse, but it's the same sentence as you can see. You don't start a sentence with that, do you? <laughs> Call someone on the phone. That. <laughs> uh, I think we've got a signal problem here. He said, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Notice that. Uh, you know, we oftentimes will talk about having faith in God. Let's believe God. Let's have faith in God. All right? And that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. That's true and that's correct. But notice our faith is also supposed to be directed specifically towards the power of God. Many have faith in God that He loves them or that, uh, you know, He hears them when they pray. But do we have faith in His power? Faith in the working of God. Faith in the ability, the miraculous power demonstrated. 
Okay? That is one place we're supposed to exercise our belief. And so I just want to stir everybody up a little bit now. Okay? This is what we're talking about. In just a few moments, we're going to minister the power of God. So why do we say this? Simply so we can direct our faith and say, and each, each person can decide, okay, I believe that God's power will flow through me and fix me. And really, we're talking about your body and fix my body. I believe the power. I believe in the flow of the, of the power of God. And it's the easiest thing, easiest thing in the world. We need to see it as if it were in the, t- in the physical world. And that's really what results when we do. Just like I can hand something to somebody physically, we can grab a hold of it and take it. And the power of God is that way. Here, here's how it works. We lay hands on or speak a word uh, in faith and we grab a hold of that word with our faith. It's not hard. I realize not everybody lives this way, but this is how we do it. You can literally say, I receive that, I take that right now. And it's not a feeling, but you're laying hold of the power of God. When you do, it, it pops into the physical world, which is your body. It'll come out of the spirit world where it's just there. But God intends for us to do, to do this. He's designed it that we operate this way, that we know about spiritual existence, realities, the power of God, and that we, with our faith, say, I take that. It's no more difficult than that. Sometimes you just say that. When, when, when prayer is being offered for you, you can just say, I take that now, or I receive that now. That's how you grab a hold of it with your faith. You just simply take it. All right, let me, let me show you a couple other things here. Uh, Luke chapter 4. How many knew we were going to Luke? <laughs> Way ahead of you. Luke chapter 4. Praise God. And I want you to notice with me over here in verse 16. Luke 4 and verse 16. You know, there are times when people get shocked because the power of God is very real and there's an atmosphere of faith and, uh, and I'm operating in, in, and I believe when I, when I lay hands on people, as, as, as many of you do, I believe that when I lay hands on some, somebody, it's not empty hands on empty heads, you know. <laughs> But there's a literal transfer of power that God's Spirit moves through me, not because I'm special, just because I yield as I'm a vessel that God flows through. I believe that something happens, and, and sometimes that it, you know, it really helps a person who's never even experienced some of this, and it's kind of new to it. Uh, I remember one, one of these meetings, we were, we were praying for a, a, a teenager who came in, and his cartilage was all torn up in his knees. And uh, he had all kinds of, look, he, I, I didn't actually talk to him about it, but he looked like he might have been a football player or something, and just kind of, you know, he was kind of husky. And, and uh, I laid hands on him, standing right over here, laid hands on him. Power of God went in, into him. I said, now bend down on those knees. And so he, he just immediately went, went like this, and he came up, 
And can I say what he said? I'm quoting him. He said, holy crap. <laughs> now, I wouldn't normally say that. <laughs> and he, he came up, tears running down his eyes, and uh, he was, to some degree, shocked. <laughs> but he was just overwhelmed with the power of God. I, you know, it stands out in my mind, just how, how God's presence just hit him. And it, this is something that's so real, something that you can't see comes in and changes something that you can see or can feel and uh, it's just not difficult not a difficult thing at all over here in in Luke chapter 4 Luke chapter 4 and verse 16 uh, it says so he came to Nazareth this is Jesus where he had been brought up and as his custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He read that passage from Isaiah, and of course, then he went on to say how this scripture was fulfilled that day in their hearing, in their ears. And uh, I just find it interesting that that was one of Jesus' sermons. So what did Jesus preach about? Well, this is one of the things he preached, one of the things he taught. He wasn't a pastor in the sense today. We know ultimately he was all fivefold ministry gifts, and he was the great shepherd. Uh, but he didn't have just a local congregation that... Uh, met a couple times a week and uh, for most of his ministry of three and a half years he would travel around at different parts of the countryside and he would minister to different groups then go to another place and minister there one of the things that he taught in his ministry was that the Lord had anointed him he talked about what is the anointing we could say it this way it is the power of God Paul talked about it demonstrated it so that people would have faith in the power faith in the power uh, not just faith in God faith in the power of God and Jesus did the same thing he would talk to people and he would go and explain to them how the spirit of the Lord is upon him so that to this end he could set captives free he could bring healing and deliverance and set captives free that was what God anointed him to do and you remember uh, over in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. And so again, we see the anointing is referenced as to how Jesus operated and brought healing to the masses okay what's the anointing again the power of God an individual by themselves one physical human being cannot bring healing to another human being in human power okay one person's hands laying on another person's hands I mean doctors are putting their hands all over people all the time and they're not healed because of that right uh, I mean if they give them some medicine that can help sometimes but it, they're not healed because of the doctor touching them right because it's there's nothing transferred but when someone has faith in the power of God then contact brings transmission then when one person touches another, there is a release of the power of God to go from one to another. Amen. Sometimes, now, this power is felt, literally. I mean, we have 
uh, and I'm not making this the basis for what we do. We don't base ourselves on feelings, but in my experience, uh, numerous, numerous times, many times, uh, people um, have experiences with the power. Often, I hear people say, um, it, uh, when hands were laid on me, it got real hot. And sometimes it's interesting uh, because someone might think, well, you lay hands on someone, you know, flesh on flesh, that creates heat. Well, certainly that, that can do that. But I've had it at times where I lay my hands on a person in one place and they get hot in another place. You know, you touch this shoulder and this one gets on fire. <laughs> well, that was where the problem was. Now, does, does someone have to experience it that way? No, it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to feel anything. Uh, but many times they do. I, there have been times when, when I've laid hands on people and, 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 and a trembling starts happening, happening, a shaking. You know, I think there's a reason why there have been groups that have been called the shakers <laughs> and, and, and the quakers. And, uh, well, probably there was a move of the Spirit at one point and people literally, God came on them and they trembled to some degree and they shook under the power of God. And, you know, here's the thing. We don't really want to name the church after that. <laughs> Well, <laughs> maybe they did, I guess. We're not going to. <laughs> What's the name of your church? Hot. <laughs> Heat. <laughs> the trembling church. <laughs> Amen. And so different things happen. Of course, what's visible oftentimes, sometimes people literally fall under the power and uh, the power of God overwhelms them and, and they just feel, you know, it just knocks them down. <laughs> sometimes in a violent way. You know, one time I was laying hands on a, on a young man to be baptized in the Spirit. And uh, we prayed a prayer. And this doesn't happen to me every time. I pray with lots of people and this never happened. But it's just... Uh, 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 and I can tell you different experiences, but this one, I laid hands on him just expecting him to begin to speak in a new heavenly language. But as soon as I did, he flew back so hard, he knocked, he, he banged into the usher. There was an usher standing behind him because this was in a church service in, in Alaska. And, uh, and I laid hands on him, and he went, whew. And I went, whew. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding about that. I made that up. I wouldn't be right in the presence of God. <laughs> It's not that I take credit, but I just thought, wow, because the power of God just really hit him strong, and he laid on the floor speaking in tongues. But that's nice. <laughs> I like it when it happens that way. <laughs> but there's just different ways that the power of God can manifest, but it's the real thing. Ultimately, what do we want? We want an answer. <laughs> we want what we're looking for. Healing is, t tonight we're focusing on healing. That's what we want to manifest. More important than any kind of other physical manifestation. If it happens, fine. If it doesn't, we're just going to get healed. Amen. But Jesus, again, he talked about the power of God, talked about the anointing. And, uh, and what that resulted in, I want you to look at Mark chapter 5. How many knew we were going to Mark? You, you knew that, huh? Just pick that up in the spirit. Mark chapter 5. Now, if you follow my train of thought, you might be able to figure out where we're going here. Uh, Mark chapter 5, talking about the anointing, the power of God. Jesus talked about it. Paul brought it forth so that they could have faith in the power of God. In Mark chapter 5 and verse 25, verse 25, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. 
and had suffered many things from many physicians. She spent all that she had. She, she spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. So this woman was suffering. All right. This was not one of those things that ah, you know, I can live with hair or without hair. <laughs> right. I mean, this woman was suffering, and she went broke trying to get fixed. Hmm. Obviously, didn't have uh, good health insurance. Right. And she spent every dime she had because she was in pain, and this was a problem. And in their day, they didn't, you know, if a woman's bleeding like that for 12 years, guess what? You don't even get to go around other people. It's one of those conditions that, you know, they were uh, basically an outcast. They had to stay away from other people. It was in the law uh, of their time because of the uncleanness that, that was present there. Um, and so it was really a serious problem. We read real quick past these uh, uh, illustrations and these stories sometimes, and we don't catch the whole gravity of how people were suffering. And this woman, I have read this so many times, I think, yeah, the woman with the issue of blood. But I don't really think about her life and how horrible it must have been and how she was not only sick but broke. How many know that can be a, uh, one of the problems with disease? It not only robs you of your physical health and feeling good, it also takes your money away. That's the devil. God doesn't want you broke or sick. He wants you healed and wealthy. <laughs> so you can be a blessing and get on with life. Not worry about money or finance or uh, money or strength and, and health. Amen. So verse 27, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Well, first of all, why would she do that? We have to understand that this gives us an insight as to what she heard about Jesus. She heard something specific about Jesus. What, what do I think she heard? Because it doesn't say. I think she heard about the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. And probably through other people, through the testimonies of others being healed by that power. And this wasn't the only time that someone went to touch the hem of his garment. Okay? But she knew there was something on him. That she knew to the degree she had faith in the power of God. So much so that she, didn't, she knew that she didn't even need to ask him. She didn't have to go up and say, Jesus! Jesus, could you give me a minute? Can I have an appointment? I've got a problem. I need to talk to you about this. Maybe you could pray for me. No. That wasn't what she was after. She knew all I've got to do is touch him. I only need to touch the edge of his clothes. I know there's power in him. And if I can just touch it, it'll go into me and change everything. That is exactly right. That same principle exists today. It is the contact when someone believes and they have faith in the power of God. So someone said, well, what if Jesus didn't want to do it? Not about that. It's not about that. Healing power works every single time it is reached out and touched. It's not a matter of, I mean, we can talk to you all day long about how God wants it to be this way, how God wants you well, but I'm telling you, that's not even, it's not even necessary 
if we understand that there's a healing anointing or power of God present, if I can just touch it, make contact with it, it works 100% of the time. It absolutely works every single time. These are spiritual laws. This woman was breaking the law. Do we realize this? The law that she was supposed to live under, the law that God gave to Moses dealing with her condition, she was not supposed to be in the crowd. She was supposed to be away. Here she is going against what God set up for people of her condition. What? Amazing. You might think, God, because God knew this was going on, right? Certainly he could have said, no, I'm not going to do that for you wasn't a matter of God doing it for her or not doing it for her. God had anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power. When someone is anointed and someone recognizes that anointing and they reach out and touch it, there's a transfer. And that's exactly what happened to her. Here's what, what she said. Because she went through the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I, may, uh, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. The Greek brings out that she said this continually. From the moment she heard about Jesus, she started saying, if I can just get up there and touch his clothes. If I can just get up there and touch his clothes, I'm going to be healed. If I can just get up there and touch his clothes, I can be healed. And this had begun to stir inside of her. And she got so fired up, she didn't, wasn't, wasn't caring anymore about what other people thought. I mean, when Jesus finally turned around and saw that, you know, she was concerned about that. In fact, let's just read the rest of this. It says, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. In other words, something invisible came and changed the visible. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him. Well, how would he know that? I guess he felt it. He felt the power being drawn out of him. Can you ever feel the power? Yeah, he did. He turned around the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging in you, and you say, Who touched me? How many know there's more than one kind of touch? More than one kind of sight? More than one kind of touch? He looked around to see her who had done this thing, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her. Why was she fearing and trembling? It may have been concerned because she knew she was breaking the law. But knowing what had happened to her, she came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you whole. Faith in what? Faith in the power of God that was on Jesus. Faith in the power. He said, go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Amen. This is uh, the focus that I want to present to you tonight. That our faith in the power of God causes an immediate transfer and this is not difficult at all how many have uh, think they would if, if we were to take a nail or a wire and and find a uh, an outlet a socket how many think you'd have to get worked up over that and say okay now I gotta I'm gonna stir my faith get prayed up pray real hard so that when I stick this in there 
the power will come out and zap me. Would that, or do you think it'd be pretty easy to believe that? You don't have to get worked up and pray real hard and, and just ha- have to be in the exact frame of mind and everything has to be right about me. You have to have no sin. Because if I've sinned, you know, that might not shock me like I really want it to. Or if I, ha- I have to have prayed just enough this week or, uh, you know, or like, man, I treated someone wrong earlier today. So I don't know if that electricity is going to work for me now. How many when you plug the vacuum cleaner in, you start analyzing your life <laughs> to see if you're worthy of that power flowing to your vacuum cleaner? Because if you didn't pray enough, or if you just weren't quite good enough, your house is going to stay dirty. That power will not work for you. Now, how many know it's not a matter of that? If there's power there, you just go and get it. That's the exact same thing that we're dealing with here. Don't, we don't need to be worked up about it. It's not about us. Do, it's just about the power of God. It's present. The Lord is present. And so when we need some, we just go plug in. Stick the wire in there. And let it flow. Amen. Amen. And if you need some more, we just stay hooked up for a little bit. <laughs> Let it flow. Let it flow. What's happening? I believe that it's eradicating problems. It's dissolving tumors. It's straightening bones. It's fixing the hearts, fixing the valves. It's, it's causing the lungs to be restored. This power does all that stuff. This is really good stuff. Really great power. Just one jolt. <laughs> And it'll fix your ankle and give your hearing back. Huh? It could straighten out small things. Things that are, might seem insignificant. Some, some of you, I believe, you're going to find that you got healed in some areas that you didn't know. Because it wasn't your main focus. And you're going to realize later as you go, oh, that's gone. Well, that little thing, I wasn't even really concerned about that. But I got it anyway. That's because you connected to the source. The power supply comes from on high, and it fixes everything. It's a miracle pill. <laughs> Say, what does that pill do? It fixes everything. You know how there's a drug for all the different conditions, and most of them cause other conditions? <laughs> this is just one super pill. Amen. Like Underdog. Remember that little... Anybody watch Underdog as a cartoon? <laughs> Take that one little pill. <laughs> it just does everything. Amen. Amen. Let's stand up for a moment tonight. Praise God for the victory. Thank you for the healing anointing, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Father, we just honor you. We bless you tonight. We thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness and thank you for the almighty power of God that has come to bring health and strength and deliverance to every single person. Not one person gets left out for Jesus died for all of us for the sins of the world, paid the price and made power available to every single one of us 
without exception, and your power is able to fix everything that we ever deal with. Oh, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. Everybody say this out loud now, uh, even if you're not uh, coming up tonight, but just uh, just go ahead and let it be your confession for another time if, if it's ever necessary. Uh, say this out loud. When hands are laid on me, the power of God will be transferred. It will go right into my body and it will cause it to be made whole. Sickness and disease will leave me. My body will adjust and come into line. Things that are missing will be created. Things that are not supposed to be there will be abolished. God's power will go right into me and set me free. Amen.